0: Please.
1: Welcome back to the next part of this Truth and Rhythm episode. Be sure to subscribe to this channel. If you've already done so, please share it with friends. Also become a member by joining Truth and Rhythm on Patreon. Or consider donating at FunkinStuff.net. Thank you so much for your interest and support. Enjoy. It's funny because from the outside looking in as a fan, you know, you think, um, what's going on with the group? You know, why are they changing? Why are they doing this material instead of... And you don't always realize how much external forces are weighing in on that and causing that, you know. And it's not actually the band.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, like I think that's what I what what what, look, you know. uh, 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 Let let me put this in. I don't want to put this in the wrong in the wrong in the wrong way, right? Uh, I I I alluded uh, to the to how a reef would would. uh, producer a band and that he wouldn't he do all this other stuff but you wouldn't lose the band yeah david foster came along uh, to produce the band who is a fantastic producer let's make this clear he is an amazing producer but i don't think david is as good at producing a band quote unquote band as he is a, as producing an artist yeah so the stuff, the songs that we did with with David, it's good, they're good recordings, and 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 it's done really well. When we went to play them, we had to have get some background vocalists in. We had to get another keyboard player in. And I'm sitting there on stage playing these songs, and I'm like, "Where'd Average White Band go?" You understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah, it was it was another band. Yeah, it wasn't. It needed all this augmenting. It needed another keyboard player and another two two extra vocalists, and uh, and uh, and I mean, there was a point we, we picked up Sammy. We took fat Sammy Figueroa out on the road with us, you know, because he was not 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 because we needed him to be there to play. He is, he's a percussionist. But because he was a fun guy, and we loved having him around, and 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 uh, and Sammy would come out and work with average white band, and we'd we'd have we'd have a we'd have a ball with him. But it wasn't he he could be there or he didn't have to be there. We'd be we had him there because we liked him. He was a fun guy. Yeah. So, but with this other stuff, we had to we had to augment the band because we just couldn't make it. It didn't sound like the band. We couldn't make it sound. We had to make it sound like like this record, and then, then we just, I sort of found out the the, ba- the record didn't sound like the band anymore.
1: Yeah, that's why I always love so much those self contained bands, you know, yeah. that really could keep that vision and that sound and that
0: identity. Um, well, you, you know, I mean, I, I got to say uh, that that sort of uh, that that was a discovery that I had when when I worked with Bloodstone uh, because Bloodstone. Weren't just four singers like the Temptations or, or, or the, or, or the uh, uh, Four Tops or, or, or uh, uh, um, Money, Money, Money. Um, OJs. OJs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, as good as all those guys are, Bloodstone played. That piano, bass player, and a, a keyboard, a bass player and a guitarist. And we used to go and play like that. Never had a big band. Nothing. We go and play like that. And 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 uh, uh, when I first started working with them, it was like, that's not going to be like the four, t-. but they weren't the four tops of the Temptations. They were a self-contained band, and they're great. Yeah. Yeah. It was a band. That's the difference between producing singers and producing a band. Yeah. And Arif, Arif had a touch for that. He could do that. He could do both, basically.
1: Well, and it was like to your great benefit, as it turned out, that you had already set the the groundwork with all of your session work and all that so you could just roll right into that yeah. and uh yeah. you, you work so much with uh shaka khan who i mentioned before uh what can you share with viewers about you know what it is like working with her because she, she just so you know she's my favorite female singer yeah, of all time
0: yeah hey, listen hey, i'm with you she's she's incredible she got an incredible instrument right there Yeah. You know? And uh, an and amazing lady. I, I love Shaka. I, I saw I saw a few years back. Uh, I went to the Grammy thing, and she was there. And, and I hadn't seen her in a long time. She's just an amazing artist, and and those, all those records that we did with her would every one of them were just uh, it was just great. And a again a reef, Martin. You know, uh, would uh, uh, the bebop medley. He would he would write a piece of music and then he'd come in and we'd play that and then he, the next day he'd write the next bit that went in with it, yeah you know? uh, and uh, uh, and it, it was a progression for him what should we what should I do next And it was always like a little bit quirky, something a little bit stranger and uh, 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 and the other thing too was that when this was the thing when 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 we would go into those stu- into the studio and uh, uh, Shaka was always late. Right. We'd we'd have like I I don't know, like a ten, eleven o'clock start. Shaka would show up, you know, one, two o'clock in the afternoon. So we sit down, all these all these uh, amazing, amazing players, you know, that were that with Anthony Jackson and and uh, Will Lee would play bass sometimes, Anthony Jackson played bass sometimes, um, um uh, uh George Benson was there on some of the some of the some of these recordings. And uh, uh Richard T, you know, uh, just like uh Brecker Brothers, all these people, just amazing players. Uh, and 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 uh, but we take he'd take the rhythm section and he would rehearse the rhythm section for a song. And we go over this song and go over parts and he'd find all these parts and we'd sit there and we play these songs and the parts would be there and it would be fantastic. Shaka would roll up, walk into the walk into the into the into the uh, control room get behind that microphone. She, we counted off. She's, uh, she'd open that mouth of hers and start singing and everything would change. And the band would cha- immediately adjust to how she was singing, you know, and what she was singing. And Arif never said, hey, that's not what we, what we rehearsed. <laughs> he was always like, nah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yep. And that was, uh, uh, it was kind of our way of learning the song, his way of getting us familiar with the song. Uh, uh I mean, it, uh, I'm sure that if you had just taken those tracks and put a vocal on it, it would have been great. But when the influence that her voice had on the track and how that track sounded and felt when she was there and opened her mouth, uh, that's why you got that kind of a performance. That's why you love Shaka Khan so much. She's so, so unique. There. Yeah.
1: I'm a- <laughs> I remember I've seen her in 1978 at the Roxy in Hollywood, and just how she blew the roof off that place. I mean, what just yeah. an incredible, incredible instrument of power.
0: Absolutely, real power. Yeah. I've seen her wound people. <laughs> I've seen her, I've seen i I've, I've, I've seen her sing at people when she's got pissed off at them. <laughs> just to think, Wow, <laughs> she's amazing. She's amazing. And you've also
1: been part of the touring band when she's performed But now. I think you're in that. I
0: did, uh, I did, a, I did a little bit. Of, I did a little bit of, I, she, she actually made me band leader. I wasn't musical director, but I was band leader. So uh, uh, that, was, that was my job to do that. Uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, Ruth came, uh, actually, Ruth came down and, and ran all the rehearsals and, and did the musical direction for that. Uh, so it was pretty cool. A lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. I'd love to play with her again. I'd love to play with her one more time.
1: Oh, it's so yeah. great. She's still going strong, so God bless her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Steve, who who would be uh, one or two of your uh, favorite pocket drummers that you kind of look up to that you just think
0: they kill it? Well, it's pretty obvious that Bernard Purdy was a, was, was a massive influence on me. It was the first time that I'd heard anybody play drums with that that kind of syncopation, you know? I'd never heard, I mean, basically it was all the Beatles from and that. And, and then all of a sudden I hear. And i whoa, what's that? I'd never heard that kind of syncopation. there, yeah, Bass drum, what the bass drum. So, and then all that stuff was like, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. Uh so Bernard Purdy and then uh Clyde Stubblefield and, and uh Jebo Starks with uh, James Brown. Yeah. Uh 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 um, and um uh I would say uh um uh oh um, Betty Benjamin with uh, with the uh, uh um uh, uh all the Motown stuff. Uh um Who am I missing? Uh, Oh, uh, uh, James Gadson—the stuff that he did, all the stuff he did with Marvin Gaye—is incredible. And uh, uh, I, 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 I I can't, uh, I I can't forget uh, um, Al Jackson, Al Jackson Jr. Who's a, from what I hear, was one of the best pocket drummers ever around, and amongst amongst my Contemporaries. Uh, uh Jeff Picaro was a, a good friend and, and and just an amazing player. Just an amazing player. And uh and uh, yeah. That would be about it.
1: What about those uh contemporary bands to AWB back in the seventies when you played all of those bills with all the other bands, whether you know, Earth and Fire, Ohio players, uh uh, Rufus, so whoever it was. Uh, was there one or two of them that you just thought just brought it and just killed it on stage?
0: Man, you know, I got to tell you, uh, I, I listened to that 70s R&B. <laughs> it's killer. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I got to work with Rick James uh, uh, once, and I love Rick James's, uh, uh, uh It's always, it's kind of like Tom Petty. Boom, back, boom, back, Ba-doom, boom, 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 boom. Boom! 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 It's uh, yeah, it's just great, great, great pocket. I mean, there's some, there's some really great drum. I, I'm friends with a lot of these great these great drummers, uh, uh, Vinnie Cayudo and uh, and uh, and James. Uh, 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 oh, God, oh, God, my 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 head with names. Uh, who am I forgetting? Jim 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 Countner. Uh Jim Countner. Uh, um, uh, just uh, uh, great great players just uh, uh, a pleasure a pleasure to listen to a pleasure to watch musical yeah uh, well, was it was yeah. there a band
1: that maybe AWB when you were with AWB you guys saw and you are like whoa we gotta up our game
0: uh no, I don't think so. But I, I think that there was there was there was a band there was a band that we all really we all really liked. Uh, 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 the Brecker Brothers had a band called Wings, and uh, 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 it was uh, 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 Billy Cobham, Will Lee, Don Gronick, Barry Rogers, uh, uh, Mike and Randy Brecker, and David Sanborn. And uh, and um, uh, they had they had a couple of albums that uh, I think we, we liked we liked that a lot. We thought they were really really good, yeah. You know?
1: That was uh late 70s, but they,
0: never, but they never had like a big massive hit. I mean, th- I think the closest thing that they came to a hit was that they they sort of did a copy of Average White Band, some song, song called Sneaking Up Behind You. That was a that was a but it was a good song, you know? yeah, yeah.
1: You were uh, on stage and part of the group when uh, Prince did the Hall, Rock and Hall of Fame performance, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can you tell us about that memory?
0: Well, it it was it was a little bit of a it was a strange, it was a, you know, we we we'd rehearse most of us had rehearsed out here in 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 Los Angeles and and learned uh, the song. No, there was much to learn, really. I mean, it was just sort of like go over it. Scotty Thurston uh, was was going to play bass on it. that uh, was a little bit different, and um, and uh, so off we go uh, to New York, and we get there to New York, and um, and go get to the rehearsal. And uh, uh, Jeff Young was there playing playing keyboards. Steve Winwood was there. And uh, uh, we we were uh, we'd run down the song once, and uh, unbeknownst to me, there was some back issues going on in the running in the background. Uh, Prince had, had, had let it be known that he wanted he wanted he wanted to come play with us, yeah, you know? and. At first, it was a little because Olivia had said, "Well, you know, I, all everybody on the stage now, there has worked with George and knows George, and George didn't know Prince and had never met him." So there was a uh, a bit of a, you know, what 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 should we what should we do? Yeah. <laughs> so so. Uh, I think they they talked to 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 Tom about it, and he's like, yeah, okay, well, if he wants to play, then come play, you know. And so we're sitting there on stage, and I'm talking, to w- Winwood, is right here next to me, and I'm talking to Winwood and, and Jeff Young. And Wynwood says to me, he says, hey, look, there's Prince, right? And I, I look across the stage, and Prince is coming and setting up over the other side of the stage. He's so there with his roadie, and he's got the amp and the plug and he's stuffing and messing around with his guitar. I said, what's he doing here? He said, "He's going to play with us." I think he's going to play with us. So, oh, I'm going to go over and say hello because it, it was a little bit. It was a little bit odd, you know. It was sort of like our guys over there, and Prince was over there on his own. Nobody was sort of mingling. So I go wandering over there. Right when we was like, "You're not going to. I said, "Yeah, I'm going." to. Because he had this reputation of like, you know, don't look at him, don't talk to him, don't, you know. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I'm going to go over and say hello. So I stroll over there, and I, and I, and I, uh, and I, and I say, hey, Prince, how are you doing? My name's Steve Peroni, It's nice to meet you. And he says, oh, he says, I know who you are. And I said, I feel for you, right? <laughs> I feel for you. Great song. I enjoyed playing that. That was good, you know? So anyway, I'm looking forward to playing with you today. He said, okay, great. I went back over, sat down, and I, and, I, and and, and Winwood says to me, he says, what was he like? What was he like? What did you I said he's nice. Go over and say hello. To him. You should go over and say hello to him. He's cool. Everything's good. All of a sudden, I hear somebody playing Schoolboy Crush, and I think it's like somebody, like Letterman Band or somebody, somebody's like playing it just to like, yeah, you know, tease me or something. And I look around and I look over the stage, and Prince is looking right at me, and he's playing Schoolboy Crush, doo 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 doo, and I'm like i'll be damned he does know who I am. <laughs> he does know who i am so there you go you got a bit of prince and a bit of average white band all in the same interview has that <laughs> that solo that he played it that it was was just for you know i mean he just sort of like you know what happened we ran down the song and he didn't take that solo the, uh, the, in the thing and and, and tom uh, turned around to him and said listen why don't you just take that second solo and just have fun with it? And, you know, I, I'll figure out when you're done. And just, uh, you know, Tom would give me the nod and I'd cue the ending, you know. And uh, uh, and uh, he said, okay, no problem. We get out there and we do start playing the song. And he stepped up and started playing that solo, you know. And then on top of playing that solo, he put on a whole show, not for the audience, but for us. You know, at one point he's sitting there and he walked, he 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 did something that he didn't do in in the, in, this, in the rehearsal. He walked over to the middle of the stage and he's facing the stage, facing the band and he's playing, he's playing. And all of a sudden, poof, he falls off the stage and everybody's, oh, <laughs> Prince just fell off the stage. And he had this huge guy in the audience who called him and pushed him back up and pushed him. He scared the hell out of all of us, you know. And then at the end of that, uh, he just played this blistering solo, and uh, and uh, you know it's like I just sort of like whatever's coming in, I just sort of play along and just, you know, hold that band together, and and uh, and, uh, and and then at the end, at the end, the big ending, did the ending, and then he threw the guitar up in the air, and it never came down, uh, and i was sitting there for a minute, I'm like, that's wouldn't it? didn't he have a guitar just say, oh, where did that guitar go you know he had a guy up in the thing he caught it God, his life must have depended on catching that thing can you imagine if he'd have missed it <laughs> that was one of his main guitars i think yeah well so was, you guys uh, were you guys were about I, uh, as, uh, as, as the audience was yeah it just it, it was a, he put on a whole show for us and, uh, but you know, uh, uh, there's there's that there's the video. in it. if you close your eyes and listen to what he plays, it's just an uh, astonishing solo. It's just a heartfelt, soulful. It's got every. It's got every. It's like it was like watching David Gilmour play comfortably numb on top of the on top of the wall. The first time I saw that, it was like the, this the perfect the perfect setting for for this guitar. So I mean. got a 40 foot wall and the guitarist is on the top in the middle of the 40 foot wall playing loud and there's nobody else to be seen i mean that was the perfect setting for a massive rock guitar solo couldn't see anything nothing you couldn't you couldn't wish for anything better well when when prince stepped up for that solo i don't think you could have wished for anything better it was just an amazing guitar solo
1: did did you realize before that that he had that kind of skill, that level of skills?
0: Uh, no, I don't think I did. As far as being, I mean, I knew he played guitar. I, I I don't think that I'd heard. I mean, Purple Rain, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's impressive. He's an impressive musician, that's for sure. But I didn't know that he had that kind of depth for a guitar solo, especially playing with a bunch of guys he didn't know.
1: One of my favorite parts about that whole thing is just seeing the expressions on some of the guys who were playing looking and smiling, looking, you know, enjoying as much as the audience was. It was something else.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. He just see he, he he wanted that moment and he got it. <laughs> he took it exactly, exactly as he wanted to. It was wonderful. Wow. Um yeah.
1: Do you have one, one or two other um, projects that you've been part of in your whole career that just you're most proud of, or just you know something just so special?
0: Uh, I, 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 uh, you know, sometimes when I sit around and, and 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 talk with guys like you that are doing interviews, or even if I just got friends over the house, or or we're out with friends that are new friends or something, or meet new people, or meet a lot of people. And, of course, you know, the, uh, uh, inevitably the, the topic goes to music, and and they start saying stuff like, oh, you know, there was this band, I used to listen to this band, Screedy Politi, and I said, oh, isn't that absolute? Yeah, no, that was me playing drums on there. That was you? Yeah, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh feel I feel for you, Shaka Khan. It's a great tracker. That was that was me playing on there. Did something. There was a drum machine on there, and I'd say, yes, you're talking to it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Stay with me, Jeffrey Osborne. Pat Matheny. Yeah. And 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 sometimes it just feels Sometimes it feels like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but I mean they're talking about it and I did it. It's that what I just just tell it, you like that? I did that. (laughs) You know. I don't know. I don't know if if those songs, you know, if those songs were just great records. I mean, like Ordinary World was a Duran Duran was a great record. I when they gave it to me, I said, you don't need me on this. This is a hit record. They gave me the demo. You don't need me to play on this. This is this is a hit record right here. He said, no, 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 we want you to go and play on it. So I went on and played on it. And I don't know, sometimes I don't know whether they were hit records before I started playing them, or whether I gave a little bit and made a difference that made it a hit record, made that difference that made it a hit record. doesn't really matter which way, either way. I'd just been... Really blessed with an amazing career, and and continue to be blessed with an amazing career, and, and uh, you know still get to play with guys. A seventy-two-year-old guy that gets to play with guys that are, that are still relevant, the young guys today, uh, uh, and 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 get to make wonderful music with them. You know, great music for a guy who's made a career. When I was at school, that they told me. You can't do that. It's, it's not a real job. <laughs> uh, and, and I got all this. I got a house. I have four children. I have nine grandchildren, and they all grew up pretty good, despite having this crazy drummer for a father. <laughs> so I've been, I've been blessed with so much, yeah. You know, uh, um I, I think there's every moment, every time I've been in the studio has been a moment. Uh, every 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 gig I've done is, is it's been a it's been a moment for me. Um, and, and there's been a, a couple of ones that weren't so great, but very few compared to the abundance of of, uh, of uh, music that I've I've Allowed to make, I'm just grateful to all these guys calling me up you know, and, uh, and 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 uh, putting their putting their their trust in in, in what I do with their music, you know. and uh, and so um I, I can't you know I always I, I'm just terrible at names I think of somebody's name and there's, there's, there's some people some people I know so well I just like lose lose the name maybe it's my age catching up with me but I. But I can I can still sit down with that and uh, and uh, and uh, and make him speak, and and, uh, and uh, I'm going to do that until I can't anymore. So um, uh, yeah, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for everything. Every minute, every moment has been has uh, it's been it's been wonderful, wonderful. It's, it's it's been a wonderful career. What a career beyond beyond what I dreamed about doing, you know. Way beyond. Yeah, and
1: so many different, you know, every kind of style too. Um, yeah. Do you it's, prefer doing funk or rock or do you have a preference?
0: I, I just like making good music and you know? people seem to come in and bring me great songs to play and I just enjoy play, playing them. It's like, what what a life, eh? I mean, you know, I, 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 let me tell you that story. I'd say that story about um ordinary world. I was over uh, I, uh, George Harrison uh, um, I asked Eric Clapton's band to go on tour with him, and I went over to London for about three weeks rehearsal before we went went to Japan. And uh, I got there, and uh, and because I did the Albert Hall, I was there every every I was there for a couple of months every year, and I rent uh, instead of going into a hotel, I'd rent an apartment right on Sloan Street, just down the road from the Albert Hall. I could walk to the Albert Hall if I if I wanted to. Sometimes I'd actually run out and take the bus with the fans up to the up to the Albert Hall to go play with Eric. Yeah. And um, uh, 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 I, I, I rented a car because we were rehearsing out of the town. And uh, I, uh, I, get, I get in my apartment, get my car. And I think I take a drive down to King's Road, maybe do a bit of shopping. So I got drive down to King's Road and I'm driving along King's Road in traffic is very slowly. And I see a guy walking down the street, and I look at this guy, and I say, well, that looks like like Warren Cucurullo from Duran Duran. But this guy was buffed. He was like a a bodybuilder. And Warren, last time I saw him, was like a skinny little rock and roller. I didn't know that he'd been lifting weights and stuff, you know. So he's like in this wife-beater shirt with his muscles popping out, big muscles. Hey, Warren. <laughs> Warren. He said, Oh, Steve, he said, Are you in town? I said, Yeah, I'm here. I said, and this is why I'm still driving along, right? Very slowly along King's Road. He said, He said, I need you to do a session for me. I said, I'm here with George Harrison. I don't know what my schedule is. Call me, let me know when you can work. And he takes a cassette out of his bag and he throws the cassette through my car window. And I drive off. Uh, I get this. Cassette, pop it in and maybe listen and see what this is. Ordinary World, a demo for Ordinary World. I get back to my get back to my to my apartment, pick up the phone, call him up, and say, Warren, I just listened to that song that you sent me. You don't need me on here. <laughs> this is this is a hit record. If ever I had a hit record, this is a hit record. And he said, like, We want you to play it. We want you to play on it. I said, Okay. So that day we went and started rehearsals. I got the picture about how 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 George used to work worked pretty much like Tom. Start work about two o'clock in the afternoon. Seven o'clock, we're done, finished. And so, a few days later, uh, they set up a session. I finished work, uh, a rehearsal. I drove drove to South London, uh, to this studio in South London, and we cut uh, uh, "Ordinary World," and big hit for for Duran Duran. And now, uh, that was by a happenst-
1: by fate or happenstance or
0: whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. it, that was, that was, that was my, that, that, that was, I don't know, like I said, that was a hit record when I heard it, the, the demo. I don't know if I bought something to it or maybe I just, maybe I enhanced, enhanced it a little bit. I don't know. Everybody loves, loves the track. But, uh, it's a it, it it's a blessing. I've been I've been really blessed with that with that all through my life. Being invited to do some stuff that I knew the knew that was going to be a hit. Other stuff I didn't know, and uh, and um, you know even when I when I when I started working with Tom Petty on Wildflowers, that was, that was that was that was that when we started playing, it was just me and me and Mike and Tom, and and we start we started off by playing. You don't know how it feels. And and it sound it didn't sound like I'd heard Tom Petty sound before. It it was it was a different vibe, you know. Who knew? <laughs> I had no idea that it was gonna be such a such a such a big hit, such a popular song. Tom knew.
1: Do you feel like uh, you, you have a signature element to your style? You know, um, is it just a a feel? Uh, do you think, or is it a particular tendency that you have that you interject, or? Uh,
0: yeah, I think I think that there's there's a, there's a there's a there's a like you said before, pocket. I think there's a, a pocket. Everybody has one. Uh, I think there's a pocket to what I play that that people can feel that it that it's me playing, yeah, you and know? uh, um, uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, yeah, th- I think I think there's there's a particular gift I've been given of, of playing a downbeat in the right place where, where I play. It. it just makes it feel good. Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing that I studied. Just something that I was given. That I was born with. Yeah, you know? gift.
1: You do you Thanks. do solo spots uh, when you play with Tom Petty.
0: Do solos? Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I i haven't seen a petty show so i don't know
0: <laughs> oh no Hell, no <laughs> no no i no i I'm, I'm not a drum solo i'm a, I'm a band i am an ensemble guy <laughs> I, I like to play songs uh I'm, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not i'm not a drum solo guy there's guys out there that are and they're really amazing you know uh uh, uh, uh you know is it so I do I do drum clinics. I go and do drum clinics, and uh, and and I'll play a bit of a solo sometimes. But I'm not really that over keen on myself doing that stuff. But um, uh, uh, I think that sometimes a lot of people they go to to drum clinics to learn then learn how to uh, you know go to see see a drummer, see how a professional drummer does it. And some of these guys, they play stuff that's absolutely impossible. They work, they work so hard to 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 learn how to do that stuff. You know, and just a, phenomenal drummers. But sometimes you'll see people watching them and they're discouraged. They say, "Oh, I'll never be able to do that. That's too difficult. That's way too difficult." Well, you don't have to do that to play the drums. All you have to do is learn how to play a song. All you have to do is just play. Have a good time. Yeah, and do that well, and that's hard enough. trust me. Like, oh, you play so simply. Well, if it's so simple, you do it. Yeah, you know? it's a, it's a feeling. It's, it's, it's
1: hard. Yeah. You know? And you were, you were in that documentary, "Let There Be Drums," right?
0: I think so. Yeah. yeah I, last year. Yeah. Somebody, somebody sent me something about that. <laughs> And you're still... uh, people ask me to talk about my drums drums a lot
1: <laughs> well, i'm i'm trying to bring uh, i'm trying i'm trying to bring uh people up to speed with your latest uh, uh projects and i know you're doing the uh and uh, friends still right
0: yeah yeah my buddies from uh, from france my french band yeah and uh, uh it's a great great band all these guys from strasbourg. And they rehearse without me and everything, and they send me tapes of what their rehearsal's like, and they make a few adjustments and they go over do a little bit of a little bit of a sound check, a little bit of rehearsal and and then we play and they're great players, great, really, 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 really good players to play with um, yeah, they are a
1: great, great band, very impressive
0: as a matter of fact the the uh, frank Bedez, the the bass player, uh the last time I was there. Uh you know, we of course being them being French, we'd go out and eat a lot, you know. So we <laughs> we go to all these restaurants and then we he had a dinner at his house. And I went over me and Julia went over to his house and there was another couple there. So they were friends of his from uh they were French, but they live in Berlin. And uh uh, uh and uh, we were talking and it it, it just got mentioned that the uh uh you know, I, I I'm I'm a uh, uh, I I officiate weddings every once in a while, yeah. You know? And I did my son. I've done about four. I did Bemont Tench I did his wedding uh, from the Heartbreakers. I, I've done maybe about four or five people, and 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 nobody's got divorced yet, <laughs> 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 because I'm a, I'm a gangster. I'm a gangster. I'm a gra- gangster pastor. Mm-hmm. Like you get you get. You get a divorce, you're gonna ruin my perfect perfect score, and then we're gonna have words. You get a stay, visit. Stay married
1: oh or else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so so uh, a few weeks a few weeks later, I got a I got a call from these these this couple that were over at Frank's house, and they said, We we're gonna get married next year. And um we wondered if you'd come and officiate it. And I said, Where are you getting married? And they said, in Spain. So I said, Yeah, that'd be nice, I had to do a trip to Spain to Spain. <laughs> so so everything was set up and then covid hit well the good news is they're getting married they're getting married this july and uh and uh and they made it through covid without killing each other <laughs> like there's a lot of a lot of couples didn't i made it me and julia made it through we did okay we did actually very very well with it but uh uh so uh, uh i'm gonna we're gonna get to go off to spain and uh to my other career, which is now a um, um, you know, um, pastor, <laughs> <laughs> the Reverend Steve Ferroni. Wow. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, if you're thinking yeah. of getting married or renewing your vows, I could do that for you too. So. <laughs> I will keep that in mind for sure. I'm uh, very reasonable, <laughs> <laughs> but are, are, there is that condition: you can't get divorced. Yeah, well, are are your kids musical? No, mm-hmm. no. And my uh, one granddaughter that is, Yeah, Uh she she she's uh she, but she's taken up gymnastic dancing now. She's sort of lost interest in playing the piano. So, and mm-hmm. um, but she can hear a song once and she's got it. You know. Do you dabble in other instruments? Do you ever pick up a bass or eh, no? No, I got 'em. I got I got I got I got 'em, but in case anybody comes over and wants to put jam. Yeah. You know, and I got see you. Yeah. Well it's are over there. <laughs> i i i I've never been able to understand notes rhythm I can, I'm okay with but notes uh, I wouldn't even know where to start like especially with, like tuning and stuff is it's all too confusing for it doesn't make any sense. I tried to get someone to teach me from the get go from, the, from, the, from the, like you were teaching like a little kid to start with, and the only thing that I learned was that middle C is somewhere around the lock on a piano okay and even then for me it's a multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you
1: can read music, and also you know that's
0: part rhythm, of the rhythm I can read. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. I, 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 I do all right with that. But I mean, even even that, I'm not. You know, Peter Erskine. If a fly lands on on on, on, a, on a on a on a really complicated chart, he'll play it. You know, it, 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 I, I'm not I'm not that good. You know, I, I can I can get to a chart. I can follow a chart and play the stuff that I play. Songs that I play.
1: Are are you surprised at all that the uh, AWB catalog has held up like it has? You no, know it- good
0: songs, good songs, a lot of good songs. There's a lot of good songs. I I, I think uh, you know when you when you um, when you look at the uh, 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 a lot of these uh, catalogs that people have. You know, they're meaningful. I mean, you know, even like Duran Duran, they they got they got a hell of a catalog now. They did, they, they and they and they're current. Uh, you know, Tom Petty always remained current. He never just said, "Well, you know, I've got all these hit uh, hit records and hit songs and stuff. I, I'm going to stop recording." He always kept go- he kept going. He wanted to do more stuff. You know? Fleetwood Mac he'd keep recording new music. Mike Campbell on his own now was recording another album with the Dirty Knobs is a, uh we all keep creating. I, I, I got a, a band that are what we call Generation Radio, with Jason Sheff, formerly of uh of Chicago, and Jay Demarcus from uh Rascal Flats. And uh, we're gonna go and do some recording, I think, in, in March. And uh, uh and uh, yeah, that, that uh, you know to make some new music, make stay fresh, stay young, you know. do you you have any
1: do you have any theory why um awb was basically the only really to me the only white group that was authentic in its funk and soul that came down the pike you know i mean because if you look at the blues invasion there were like a lot of british acts that really did great with the blues yeah but awb is like the only one that really seemed to do great with the funk
0: yeah uh uh, I mean, there, 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 were there were some good bands that, uh, that came out of England. Kokomo was one of them. Uh, Gonzalez, there was were another band that were, that was that was really really good. But AWB just had that had something that was really um, really special. Uh, I, I, and I think it, it's kind of like uh, I I remember uh, when. Um, when when I had the the, the, uh, the um uh Moorhead band, uh we were, we were playing at Long Beach and Average White Band were opening for Tower of Power in a club across the street. And I called them up and and Oni and, and Alan came over and I invited them up to sit in and they, they, they sat in on air on in on our instruments and and we played a couple of AWB songs and you should have seen the faces of the guys in the band, it was like Oh, that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. You know? it, it, it's like you're in it. Yeah. When I played with George Harrison at rehearsal one day, Ringo showed up and Ray Cooper had another drum kit that he used to play on, the, uh, on the stage in, in one of the songs. And, uh, and, um, and I caught Ringo's eye sitting out in the, uh, sitting out in the just standing out there in the, the rehearsal place. And I said, get over there. You know? And uh, Ringo came up and uh, and 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 just sat there, and started playing the drums for George, you know, and it sort of fell back into an in accompanying place. And it's like, ah, so that's what it felt like to play in the Beatles, you know. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. there's a feel, there's a feel that happens to it, you know. Chemistry is very so, real. When you have that, when you have those guys that make that kind of music, uh, uh, Heartbreakers or or, or Beatles and and Average White Band, the 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 catalog, the 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 amount of music that comes out of there is always has something that's that's special.
1: Yeah, is there anyone left that's sort of someone you'd like to collaborate with that hasn't happened that's still with us? Well, I've said it a few times, you know.
0: I I, I I I I think uh, you know Flea. Uh, I, I've listened to him play a few times, and and he has that sort of quirky thing about playing. Too, the 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 uh, 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 Chili Peppers have got that sort of special sort of quirkiness to them when they play, you know, and. and uh, I'd like to play with Flea. I'd really like to play with him for a second on something. Uh, I, I, I think that, that would be, he'd be a fun person to make music with.
1: That'd be great. I could see him even maybe doing a more up-tempo AWB cover, maybe like I Cut the Cake or something.
0: Maybe. You know? Well, I'd like to sit down and do some AWB originals more than doing some covers now. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't mind getting to do some fresh stuff rather than... Than play the old once again uh, 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 at a certain point it well, was, uh, that's, of so, that,
1: that's what tree. was exciting but, exciting to me about the 360 band project because it was sort
0: of almost like new ewb yeah yeah it, it it'll uh, uh you know it'll happen i mean i i got a call the other day about a, a festival in in edinburgh uh this year uh um and uh, uh Hamish he said that the guy said that he'd spoken to Hamish. I got just gotta call Hamish and verify that that's right. But um, uh I'm looking forward to if that happens, that would be a fun thing to do. And uh, uh and uh, and 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 Julia uh, my Julia, my, my fiance, she she's 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 totally enamored with all these travelogue uh uh TV shows that she sees on Scotland. And it's always sunny, and it's so beautiful. And then I said, "Yeah, but most of the time it's raining there." <laughs> That's how it gets to look. So we're going to go. If we're going to go, we're going to go in the summer. And it just so happens that uh, this is when I got to do that uh, that wedding, and that it's a week before that. So uh, and then, you know what? If we go and do that thing in Edinburgh, we're going to do our trip around Scotland. I promised them one a couple of years ago, and um, you know, we would do that trip. Then it'd be it should be just about right to do that. It'd be perfect.
1: Look.
0: I, I By the way, got, I gotta you... tell you. See that? You see that drum there? Which one? That drum there, the one uh, I'm pointing at. The, one the black one. With the black, straight, That's average white man drum. Oh. That's the snare drum. That's the snare drum from the average white man drum kit. Wow. Right there? That's uh, person to person. That was on person to person. That was on uh, Feel No fret. That one right there. I got the whole kit in my storage. I had it refurbished, the whole thing refurbished. It's beautiful.
1: Nice. Phil No Fres, probably the last record that had the still the original AWB sound before things started kind of changing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we did that. We produced that. Yeah. You guys were on the island or something, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We went to to Nassau yeah. and did it.
1: Yeah. Well, I know you got a role. Um, is there anything else you'd like to plug or promote
0: uh, to, to the viewers and listeners before? Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, I don't self-promote. You'll find out if I do something. (laughs) Thank you very much. It's been really
1: nice talking to you. You too, Steve. Thank you so much. Uh, Continue good health, and uh, can't wait to hear some new stuff, as always.
0: Yeah, well, won't be long. (laughs) Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye for now.
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Truth and Rhythm. A big thank you goes out to our guest as well as to you, the viewer and listener. Also, much gratitude to pleasure for supplying the show's funky opening and closing music. As a reminder, you can always access the complete list of linked shows by episode at funkinstuff.net. I urge you to support this program and receive the extra benefits along with that by subscribing to the Stuff channel on YouTube and sharing it with funk, R&B, and jazz lovers, joining Truth and Rhythm's membership program at Patreon, submitting a donation at funkinstuff.net, buying everything is on the one the first guide to funk book at amazon, shopping at the funky things store for cool merchandise at funkinstuff.net, and linking through funkinstuff.net for all of your amazon purchases. In addition, if you're an artist or anyone seeking proven results oriented professional marketing, PR, writing